Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Alright, we are back here. It is day 50 in the California stay-at-home. Uh, but I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86. He's Alex Regla at Alex M. Regla. How you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh... The weather's gotten warmer. Um, I haven't been able to go on walks like I was doing, though, because of the sore ankle. Because your ankle? Yeah. Uh, like, I'm icing it as we speak still. But uh, I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I still have this cough, but it never escalated to, like, any of the symptoms of coronavirus. So I'm assuming it's just the weather change because mm-hmm. it went cold, then hot, then kind of regular. Now it's hot again. And I've always, my whole life, I've always struggled with weather changes like that because I'm such a California kid that if it's not between 65 and 75, I'm like, what the (laughs) hell? So I'm doing good. Everything is very good here in the Padilla household. Um, We we were talking before we got started here, like, is there any news going on in the NBA? And there really is, like, nothing. Like, it's been kind of... Since that whole thing we talked about last week with the practice facilities opening up, it's been relatively quiet. Like, there hasn't been anything except Last Dance stuff coming out of the NBA. Yeah, besides the Last Dance, it's basically just articles about the Last Dance and uh, quotes and stuff coming out of there. But, um, yeah, in terms of the sports world, nothing really except the the KBO. Have you been watching the KBO? So I I pledged my allegiance to the <laughs> Kia Tigers yesterday, uh, and then they lost 11-2. to two. <laughs> Um, so not the greatest first day for me. Um, I did tune in on the ESPN for a little bit. It's just really late. So I don't know how much I'm going to be watching. What about you? Yeah, I, I've been reading like articles about it and just looking at a bunch of like bat flip videos that have been going around Twitter and stuff. It, it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, like you said, the time doesn't make it totally, uh, convenient to kind of catch up with it. But from like everything I've seen and stuff, it seems like a ton of fun. For sure. I mean, I'm 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 the guy that has been watching, um, and I don't I don't know about you. Do you know the show called F1 on Netflix? F1. No, I haven't heard of that. It's really really good. It's kind of like a Hard Knocks, but for Formula One racing. Oh, cool. And I have no interest whatsoever in Formula One. Mm-hmm. Like none. Like never have seen the Indy 500. That's not even Formula One. But never have seen the Indy 500. Never have watched the Monaco Grand Prix. Anything like that. Nothing. But I was told by a friend that this show is really, really good. <clears throat> and I watched it. And it's so good. It's two seasons. It's on Netflix. It's so well done. There's so much drama that I've actually watched two virtual iRaces um, by, with, with Grand Prix drivers. Like, I don't know what is the matter with me. I think I'm losing <laughs> my mind. And are those not, like, nauseating? Like, you don't get, like, motion sickness from those? No, no, no. They're, it's So it's... It looks exactly like a television broadcast would look. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's no threat of, like, getting killed in a car accident. <laughs> so these guys are just racing like crazy. I don't know. It's not that exciting. But after watching the Netflix show, I just gave it a chance. So I'm definitely going to give Korean baseball a chance if it's on. Um, I Honestly, there's a UFC fight this weekend. I'm 1,000% ordering that thing. Um, I think there's a golf tournament coming up in june i'm probably gonna watch that like i'm just starved for any sort of sport so i think i watched esp and the ocho on sunday (laughs) for a little bit i've watched everything yeah it's just a matter of keeping busy like i've just been on like youtube kind of like wormholes of just watching different videos to a point 
where I spent like an hour watching like haircut videos, like just how to ha- cut your own hair and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's just a weird time right now. I don't know if this is like the world telling me to not cut my own hair, but my hair clippers just gave out. So like just, they just don't work anymore. And hair clippers now are kind of what toilet paper was 50 days ago. We're like, you just can't find them. They're very hard to find. And I actually actually ended up finding a pair on eBay. You remember that website? Yeah. <laughs> eBay. And they were brand new and I bought some and I cut my own hair yesterday and it doesn't look too terrible. So uh, I'm not trying to fade or anything like that. So no chance I'm trying to fade my own hair. But that's that's what life is like for us podcasters at silverscreenandroll.com right now. Um, and we talked about the last dance. I think every basketball fan is watching or should be watching because it is so good. We just finished episode five and six. And you come up because you always come up with our ideas because you're a brilliant mind. Um, what are we going to talk about this week? And I was like let's do wrestling comparisons part two and you're like nah let's do something more relevant and you came up with this great topic what lakers team would you love to get the last dance treatment and i've thought about it i came up with my answer and we only came up with one each and we came up with different ones do you want to go first or you want me to go first um i can go first i i can yeah so yeah if we're just going off one season kind of like how this last dance thing is kind of going back and forth but basically kind of revolving around that last season for that jordan's bulls run um yeah i picked the 2012 13 lakers which is the the team that got uh steve nash and dwight in the summer Mm -hmm. and they had this kind of all-star starting lineup with kobe pow nash meta and pow and dwight and just it was kind of the the team the super team of all super teams really with all these great players and just but then everything just went downhill and everything that could go wrong did go wrong and uh, just a lot of stuff happened like uh, people forget that was the year mike brown kind of got fired after eight games mm-hmm. um mike Tony got hired instead of phil jackson like uh, people forget that phil jackson was in the running there and there's a lot of drama between him and jim buss and just he wanted kind of D'Antoni over him and the whole D'Antoni thing. People called him Mr. Pringles. Just different <laughs> different things that went on that year. And Steve Nash broke his leg in the second game. Kobe tore his Achilles at the end, like towards the end there. And but he kind of willed them to the playoffs and then they got swept by the Spurs and they had to start Andrew Gavlock in the playoffs and just an insane end to what was supposed to be one of the best Lakers seasons ever. And I just like, I, I can only imagine the type of interviews that would come out of it, like in a Last Dance time thing. Unfortunately, you know, with Kobe's passing, we won't get his voice in it, but just guys like Meta, like I would love to hear Meta on a Last Dance mm-hmm. kind of format. And Nash and Dwight are kind of always, you know, speak very openly, and, you know, those would be good interviews. And I, I would love to hear Pal. I think Pal is very open. I think he could give a lot of the Kobe insight that we're missing. And just, I think everything that went on that year, I would love to hear kind of more stories and video coming out of that something that's like what goes into the process of changing a head coach after eight games yeah you know like seeing the um is that the year that jerry bus died too oh it might have been i (sighs) i think he died in 2013 yeah he died in 2013 so that would have been part of the 
of that season as you're well. right it is yep yeah and that's such a big part of the lakers change you know they the lakers have yet to win a championship since then um obviously um that's a big part of it but what when jerry bus i don't think at that point he was really too into the basketball but how do you just how do you come up with the idea of firing a coach after eight games you know it's just uh yeah. it, it's crazy um or he i think it was after five games that i'm seeing here he was one in four and they fired him like that's so fast for for a franchise like the lakers like i would love to hear what went into that decision yeah you're right I, it fully five games which makes it even crazier i just remember like all the radio stations going crazy about it and then who they should hire and it was just such a rare kind of move i think for an nba team like at like any team really to fire a coach after five games and i guess mike brown was never any kind of sign of him kind of slipping up with the team underachieving he was always gonna be on the hot seat and everybody kind of wanted to fill because he could handle these types of egos and stuff but yeah just an insanely bad season in terms of expectations and so many injuries like i said steve nash second game of the season broke his leg in portland and just like i said everything that could go wrong did go wrong i think when you have expectations of that starting lineup you know you have kobe powell meta nash howard five all-stars and then to one nash break the leg break his leg in the second game fire the coach after five games bring in mike d'antoni and then now you have kobe and Dwight Howard, who don't like each other, really. And I know they tried it, that stupid picture. picture. I can imagine getting a, uh, uh, a full oral history of that picture. Yeah. You can do a whole episode on that stupid picture. And you just imagine Kobe talking about battling for an eighth seed. You know, like that's what they did all year. They were battling to get into the playoffs. And then they got swept in four games. And then after that, you had what i find now embarrassing all those fake dwight howard billboards all over la Mm -hmm. trying to get dwight to stay like there's just so much that happened in that season for what was really a um for basketball reasons it was a very unmemorable um season but that that's just what the lakers are they're always drama there's always intrigue that would be a very good one yeah and it was after that it was the start of the rebuild basically and kind of the the end of that kobe era and it was the last time they made the playoffs was that season. And like you said, they had to kind of barely make the playoffs. And it was kind of behind a crazy Kobe stretch. It was like a month stretch where he just kind of willed them to win these games and make the playoffs. And to tear his Achilles there, it was just kind of signaling the end there of that era. And so many things could come out of it. Like you said, that picture and that famous Sports Illustrated cover. that now this is going to be a fun cover that everybody just photoshops when the team gets star players. And yeah, it was just kind of the last season where we got that kind of high quality Lakers expectations like this is championship or bust and uh yeah it busted pretty bad you know those movies that like there's um, a character like they don't show what happens to the character at the end they just kind of write what happens yeah. like I could just imagine this this uh this series ending with Dwight Howard left the Lakers haven't made the playoffs since pandemic hit and they still haven't made the playoffs in 2020 like who would have thought that after the 2013 season, the Lakers would still not be in the playoffs in 2020? That's insane. The and, Lakers. And that Dwight would be back. On the, you know, and on that Dwight team. would be back. Yeah, that Dwight would be back and would actually be loved. Like, it's just a crazy full 180. But, man, I, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't block this from my mind. I don't think anybody blocked it from my mind. I totally forgot about the Mike Brown after five games thing. 
And the Mike D'Antoni, obviously, why why did they bring him in? You you know, he, he had such a successful career with Nash and Phoenix. It makes a lot of sense. Dwight Howard, on the other hand, doesn't make a lot of sense in that offense. Um, it's a very different offense that Kobe's ever ran in his life because it was the previous offenses were so structured um, that this one is just would be like a shock to the system. Like, hurry up, run, just run yeah. and be fast. And yeah, it would be a lot. It might be a really good like episode just to do like a real big X's and O's, like the difference between the triangle and Mike D'Antoni's like just shoot and run, shoot and run. Yeah, and then that whole thing with Mike Brown was this kind of Princeton offense that he wanted to kind of implement, which was kind of very old-fashioned and kind of structured and just it, it really did a fit in kind of that modern modern era. And then the D'Antoni thing was like the complete opposite, like you said, where it was just eight seconds or less offense. And I, I remember Powell kind of complained that it was kind of hard for him to keep up in that type of offense. And obviously so, especially if you have two big guys like Dwight and Powell on the team. And Dwight wasn't the athletic freak he was because of that back injury. And <clears throat> would he have guys like Kobe and older guys like even Antoine Jameson was on that team? Just kind of random guys they put together trying to win this championship. That it was really hard for all these things to kind of come together. And then uh, the the Mike Brown thing, la- the year before that was the lockout season, so he didn't even get a full eighty-two games. It's crazy. He only got a total of. 71 games to be Lakers head coach. That's just crazy. It's so crazy. And then the Jerry Buss thing, you could do a whole series on Jerry Buss. Yeah. That's a good one. I do like that one. I think I went with a little bit more um, um, high profile season for mine. Um, just because I think you could just do like 20 episodes on it. Like, honestly, um, it's I chose the 2003-2004 Lakers. And that is the Carl Malone, Gary Payton Lakers season. And I have to apologize because I have said this for so long and I cannot even remember how I messed this up. I thought the Lakers went to four straight finals. There was a one in between where they lost to the Spurs and the Spurs won that yeah. one after the three-peat. I don't know where my mind has been for this entire time. I totally blacked that out completely. So this is the season after. I even text you the three-peat. Mm-hmm after the season and i was like wait no that was not right at all i have blocked that one out of my mind forever but um for me there is no more dramatic season than that one like i'll just run off bullet points and then and then we can get into it deeper um the signing of carl malone and gary payton that was and they got horace grant that was two weeks two weeks after the kobe sexual assault allegations so you start off the off season with the Kobe stuff in July. Then two weeks later, you sign Carmel and Gary Payne, Horace Grant. That is freaking like so quick and so much in itself right there. You're not even at preseason yet. Um, and then you have all year was this is the year that the Kobe versus Shaq stuff really came to the forefront. Like they just they hated each other. There was the preseason game in Hawaii, the preseason game in Anaheim. And then they both gave quotes to the media, and that's the one where Kobe told Jim Gray about Shaq being fat and out of shape and not being a leader. That happened there. And then all off season, all during the season, not only did you have the sexual allegations with Kobe, um, you had, is Kobe coming back? No, Kobe wants to be a clipper. Mm-hmm. And then you had Shaq wanted this giant extension. And then Phil Jackson was like, is he coming back or not? So that was all happening. 
And then even in the playoffs, you had you had uh, the point four against the Spurs. You had Karl Malone versus Kevin Garnett in the in the conference finals, and then you have the the, the Pistons um, NBA finals. You had so much injuries. Karl Malone was injured, and then uh, after the season, Phil Jackson was fired. Shaquille O'Neal got traded and went to the Miami Heat. Like that's a lot. No, as you read those things off, I kind of forgot how much went on just in that one season, how many kind of different layers there were, like the Cole Kobe thing going on while you add these two Hall of Famers. Like, I just, I remember watching that press conference live, uh, the Gary Payton, Carl Malone introduction, and just, I was so pumped for that season. Like, I thought, like, like shit, we're going to win it again. We're going to win a couple more. It's going to solve all these problems. Because we all knew Kobe and Shaq were feuding. Like, that wasn't mm-hmm. a secret. It was in the press and everything. And But, yeah, after that, it, it just felt like after that loss to the Pistons, it just felt like everything was over for this team. Like, this is a whole different chapter. I, I don't think we're going to be a championship team for a while, and they weren't. And just so much so much stuff went on that during that one season. I remember Gary Payton kind of really struggling, like, to find mm-hmm. his spot. Specific, like, specifically him really struggling to kind of kind of find his way in this team and it just didn't fit and i thought uh i think that's the thing with these super teams like they sound so good on paper but like actually fitting them all together it's just so it's just so difficult that's why i think like in terms of like a tv series i think that'd be great just to hear where all these personalities came from and what they had to deal with in that one season and how uh, i think fans kind of take for granted how hard it is to kind of just mesh and I think that's the biggest thing from this last dance thing is how many things had to go right for this team. Like the whole Dennis Rodman letting him go to Vegas for a weekend just to blow off steam. Like that, that stuff probably happens a lot and we just don't hear about it. And I would love to hear something about this team. And I'm assuming that this was also the same season that the Kobe Carmelone stuff came out. Probably. With the, with the wife. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. But you, you bring up Derek Fisher. Imagine you're Derek Fisher. You're, you've won three championships you're the starting point guard and then they bring in Gary Payton so you're not even starting anymore and you have Kareem Rush who now they're trying to groom to be like the next point guard yeah. like Derek Fisher is getting jerked around Rick Fox was coming off a major injury Carl Malone gets injured for the first time in his career and then the Lakers and they started 18 and 3 that year and then Carl Malone got hurt and they struggled which is like not really a struggle they were 22 and 17 but for that team it was a struggle and they Carmelo comes back, but he never really fully comes back. But he was like everything I read um, that Carmelo was like the glue to that team, offense, off the court, on the court. Like, it, and then he got hurt, and it just threw such a cannonball into the team. And it really was just nonstop drama. I mean, imagine you're you know you're Kareem Rush, and you're in the starting lineup because Kobe's in Colorado, and then he shows up. And then all of a sudden you're not in the starting lineup, but Kobe doesn't even warm up. He's just going to go out and he scores 42 points that game with a couple buzzer beaters. I think he had like three buzzer beating mm-hmm. uh, shots that season. Like, I can't imagine if you had footage of that, of what it was like to be with Kobe in the courthouse, on the plane, on the freeway, in the Staples Center, hit a buzzer beater, go home. Like, what the hell does your life even look like when you get home? Because are you not with Vanessa? Are you, you know, like it's so much crazy stuff just with the Kobe angle in the court and the sexual allegation that could be a whole season like this whole like when I was reading up on this season I like some of it sounds fake sounds like a movie (laughs) there's just there's just so much you're like that couldn't have happened they couldn't have made the finals that year and they made the finals somehow yeah and like 
not just that, I mean, just to get the personalities from the teams they beat and they played against, like, to hear Tim Duncan talk about it or to hear, like, Rasheed Wallace, like, talk about, like, their strategy against the Lakers in the finals or, like, Rip Hamilton and just hear Phil Jackson on everything he had to deal with as the coach to that team, like, to deal with the Kobe stuff, to deal with the Hall of Famers, with Shaq, who was just, uh, I think Shaq would be the star of that series. Like, I would love to hear how he felt about Kobe in that specific year. I know they've made up since then and stuff, but to hear how he felt about him that year and the comments in the media and just having to play with uh, with Malone, Payton, and with Phil and to play this Pistons team who were yeah. really physical and young and just hungry. And the Lakers were just, uh, they didn't have it that year in terms of the finals. And, then, and Shaq was very, I read this uh, oral history about this team and Shaq straight up said like, we got Carl because I did it. We got Gary Payne because I did it. Yeah. I made that happen. Not, not Mitch Kupchak. I made that happen. <laughs> it was like, yeah, Shaq would be an incredible part. I think Carl Malone would be would be incredible. Like, how often do you hear from Carl Malone? And when you do, it's almost like, I don't know, you just don't expect that full cowboy swag, you know? Uh, Gary Payton never won one. Carl Malone never won one. That's a whole storyline that you could go back to their Jazz and Sonics days. Um there's there's just so much and then phil jackson uh getting fired again or not being reassigned again and he comes back what a year or two later um there's just so much there that and then i haven't even talked about the finals imagine so now when we see the last dance now you get jordan and you get isaiah hating each other yeah but now you also like think about all the the players that they played in they got tim duncan you got kevin garnett you got you know chauncey billups and rip hamilton and ben wallace and 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 all those guys are going to be in this as well. Um, to me, I think like there's a lot of seasons you could pick for the Lakers. Yours would be fa- like phenomenal to watch. This one would be incredible to watch. But that's the thing about the Lakers is that there have been so many seasons that are like this. That that's just the kind of organization they are. You could do a last dance of every season. And it could probably be good. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And then, like, I would love to hear Shaq's thoughts about like the when he requested the trade, like even the after, like an aftermath episode, mm-hmm. like once the season is over, because like you said, Phil getting fired and Shaq kind of famously asking for this massive extension, and Jerry Buss basically had to choose between him and Kobe, and he chose Kobe, and then the whole Shaq in Miami thing, and just this kind of hatred that grew from that, and like like you said, just from the top down, from the organization to the players and to the teams they had to play against like i would love to hear uh, all those kind of different perspectives on just the one single year can you imagine just seeing footage of of um, kobe in front of the like, clippers bench and telling mike dunleavy better get me here better bring me here you imagine seeing like that footage like that would be crazy was that like, the, was that the stephen a no 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 that wasn't the the gear he called the radio station right was that the stephen a smith oh, no that, I no remember. i think that was before they got pal uh, I think that was later on, but yeah, that, I think that's when they all kind of started to grow, though. That that kind of yeah. maybe he'll leave type thing. He straight up said, "Like I am not playing with Shaq anymore. Yeah. I am done." Like, because he was so upset that that he he put his like his uh what's the word? He put his like selflessness over the the team. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was going to be a team player to win championships. And then the media was saying that he couldn't do it without Shaq. And there's like a quote when they're saying, like, I'm gonna fucking show these fucks. Like yeah. in the and it's crazy because now we saw what happened, but 
he was just like, I am done playing with Shaq. Because Gary Payton wanted to come back. Carl Malone was willing to come back. And they just dismantled the team that was just in the finals. And they just didn't care. Coach gone. Carl Malone gone. Gary Payton gone. Every, you know what I mean? Like, all these people were gone instead of trying to come back and do it. Shaq gone. Instead of trying to come back, they just rebuilt. And and that's incredible. Like, how many teams would just do that? Besides the 98 Bulls and Jerry Krause. That's what I was, I was going to say. As you said that, like this sounds exactly kind of what happened to that Bulls team we're kind of all watching right now. And it was almost like Kobe wanted to show he could win it on his own. He didn't want those Hall of Famers on his team. He didn't want Shaq on his team. He wanted them to build it around him and him only. And I think, you know, he obviously got that. And once he got pound stuff, that's history. But... I just I would love to see like footage of that locker room like after games like after a loss like just those four personalities and even guys like Luke Walt like Luke Walton was on this team like Rick Fox like you know they have great kind of observations they saw in practice and between these dynamics of all these people like it's insane like Carl Malone Gary Payton Shaq and Kobe in one locker room like that's that's crazy if you have a different season that you want to give us your heads up on, tweet at us at AlexPadilla86, at AlexMRegla. While you're on Alex's Twitter, you're going to see that he wrote number eight on the throwdowns, the calculated slowness behind the Lakers' devastating transition attack. That's, you write about, that's wordy. Yeah, as I was reading, that's a really wordy title. But uh, yeah, like I think a lot of people coming into the year, they thought the Lakers are going to be kind of slow especially once you trade away all your young players for kind of one guy your offense is gonna kind of take a different uh it's gonna look different obviously they're not gonna run as much but the opposite kind of happened like they're not running as much but they're extremely better when they do run in transition and because uh, as people watch uh the season lebron when he gets rebounds he kind of just darts it down the court. yeah he doesn't run he doesn't walk he saves all this energy by just chucking it down the court and they get all these easy looks because of it and because of it they were a top three transition team this year and for the for the team who's the second oldest like in terms of rosters in the league like that's pretty historical so i kind of just wrote about that and how they do it while saving energy and how that kind of perception of this team being really slow is true and old but uh they actually really good when they do run did you put this uh music video of tennis in yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. Every issue, I put a different uh, music video in there. Take I a- love tennis. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're really good. Saw him perform at Coachella like two years ago and really liked them. Nice, nice. Yeah, every every uh, issue has like a little music video that kind of goes with the, the kind of theme of the, the piece. Well, Alex, this was fun. This was a good trip down memory lane. I really do. I think we are going to get this Kobe one. When that happens, I don't know. But the footage is out there. Everyone's confirmed it. I don't know if there's an, even in production or if the, or we're going to have to wait 20 years. But uh, uh, we'll see what happens. But this was fun, man. Appreciate the, the great idea once again. Um, subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or Apple. And we will be back with you guys next Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. Our day is really Wednesday, but we always record Tuesday night because we were like the post-game show. They always played Tuesday nights. And so now me and you just started recording on Tuesdays because we got used to it. And I'm not really sure if we were stepping on any toes here or not, but Taco <laughs> Tuesday next week. We'll be back. Alex, thanks, man. Thanks, man.